Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. On the front lines of Houston sports. Let's go! You're in the trenches with N.D. Kalu. N.D. Kalu. Welcome in. Happy Monday to everybody out there in Radio Land. I am Indy Kalu. He is Chris Gordy. And it's Monday, so we have Mondays with Martin. Jacob Martin in for the first hour, taking time away from doing some pass rush drills to uh, get in the trenches with us. We truly, truly appreciate that. And even with Jacob Martin in the house, we are still the most interactive show in H-Town. So give us a holler, 713-212-5790. And if you can see us on social media, then thank Big Sarge of Big Sarge Sports because he is shooting the video and posting it to the Sports Talk 790 social media. And you cannot hear us without the efforts of Heavy T or Big T? Well, what? Heavy T. Heavy heavy okay. I'm going to like heavy D, but heavy T. So I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely going to remember that. I, I like Tyler Soto. I like I like putting the name out there, but if that's your street name, we're going to go with that. If you want to jump in, just give us a holler. Let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. Do we want to start negative or positive? Do we want the good news or the bad news? Because the bad news, the Houston Rockets have a historic loss losing by 49, 49 points yesterday. And it begs the question, and, and I'm going to throw this at you, Chris, as well, but let's start with our, our in-studio superstar guest, Jacob Martin. 49-point loss by the Houston Rockets yesterday. We'll break down the game later on in the show. What What's the worst butt-whooping? What's the worst loss you suffered? Ever? Shoot, man. Pee-wee football through as a Texan. Well, what, what has it been? I would say the worst loss ever was my senior year. Went down to South Florida to play uh, Universal South Florida. Okay, that's when they had uh, Marlon Mack. Yeah, and uh, who was the the quarterback? I'm not afraid the quarterback. Blake Bortles. Nah, this was uh, I, I forget the guy's name. What'd you say, Tyler? So, J.J. Watt apparently updated his Peloton, and I didn't realize you could put a bio on your Peloton. Mm -hmm. On his bio, he put SB56, GBCLEBUF, Green Bay, Cleveland, Buffalo. Wow. So, he he may have narrowed it down potentially. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll get to to that. I didn't know if you were saying that over the air because I can hear, but we couldn't hear. So, Mm. we will definitely get to that. So, you go to South Florida. Go to South Florida. Represent Temple. Yes, to play uh, University of South Florida. And uh, we get on there and we get thrashed, man. 46 to 7. I have the only touchdown. How, Uh, How does a defensive player act? I just strip sack for like a 55-yard return. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop the presses. One thing we do here, Jacob, we, we keep it real in the trenches. Yeah. 
that wasn't your worst loss. You just wanted a reason to tell everybody <laughs> that you had a strip sack. No, 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 no. That, that was by far my worst loss. <laughs> by far my worst loss. You know, I've never, I've never. That's not even that bad. 40, 46 to 7? I mean, it's bad, but when you talk about, you've played football your entire life, right? Yeah. Yeah, That that's not that bad. That is terrible. I've never lost like that in my, my life. Okay, let's be real. You had a strip sack for a touchdown. Yep. We dream of that. Yeah. At the end of the game, after the game, when you're sitting on the bus going back to the airport, was there a part of you like, yeah, I did that? Nah, part of me was like, yeah, I mean, part of me was like, okay, I know, like, I, I, I'm i a competitor, man, so I like right. that. I don't play the game to lose. Mm-hmm. You know, so it sucks to lose, and especially coming off of a, uh, a championship season the year before, and then the year before that, you know, losing in the, the conference championship game. So, like, we had a good team, you know, but there was no... No reason for us to go and lose like games that. on the East like that. No. Okay, let, let me let me keep, stay on this topic. How many touchdowns have you scored, college and pros? Uh, two. Two. Mm-hmm. Would you give up that touchdown for a victory? For sure. Re- okay, you're a real team player. Huh. <laughs> real team player, Gordy. What's the worst ass kicking you've ever faced? Oh, I mean, I. I you guys have played way way more games than I have. I mean, we know it would it would have to be it would have to be something in high school, and I don't even remember. We we had a good football team when I was there. We won a lot of games. Card game, beat up, schoolyard fight. How many fights have you been in? You don't you don't come off as a fighter. Not many. Is yeah, that we, a number? Huh? Is that a number? What's that? <laughs> not many. If it's not many, you should know the number. Well, like two or three. What's your record? I was the guy. I was the guy in, in high school. That everybody liked because mm-hmm. I, I was a goof off and class clown. So when somebody had an issue with me, other people would back me up. So I kind of had that. I was like the mob boss. I was like, hey, this is my uh, this my front boss. man that's gonna come take care of this business for or me. Are you the guy that starts all the drama that runs behind no, your boys? No, I didn't start. I didn't start any drama. How many times have you been punched in the face? A couple times. Yeah. Okay. Big Sarge, you been in any fights? Not Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> real, real fights. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Seven one three two one two five seven nine zero. What's going to happen with the Rockets, Gordy? Is this look? Bef- when they had Boogie Cousins, no, he's no longer there. The thought of PJ Tucker, uh, Victor Oladipo, who just turned down a two-year, forty-five million dollar, forty-two point five million dollar extension. John Wall. The thought was, you know what? Th- this team could fight their way, claw their way into an AC, but. Suffering their 11th straight loss. They're the second worst team in their their conference. I think Minnesota is the only team in their conference that has a worse record. And if I'm not mistaken, they're on an eight-game losing streak. Are they going to be forced to blow this thing up? When you say blow it up, like what's what's the definition there? Good question. Put any and everybody up on the trading block and get as many draft picks as you can and start from scratch, including John Wall. So here's the thing. Their best player is Christian Wood. Mm Mm-hmm. Christian Wood has been out for the last 11 games. The Rockets have lost the last 11 games. So Christian Wood clearly is a is a staple and a, an important piece of this team. John Wall is probably the second most important and he's, you know, he's trying doing his best trying to do what he can, but look, he can't do anything when he's got so many young guys around him and they're not playing defense and all this. And so that's why it's gotten so bad. I think Steven Silas is a good head coach. The big thing that came out yesterday, that I don't know if you guys saw, the Rockets offered Victor Oladipo a two-year, um, you know, basically a two-year 5. max, like whatever they could pay him, mm-hmm. and he turned it down. 
So that kind of tells you where Victor Oladipo is right now. He's a free agent at the end of this year, so he's now an important piece with the approaching NBA trade deadline that the Rockets could get something for, meaning young pieces and draft picks. So I think that's where they are right now. You start exploring the idea of trading Victor Oladipo. There's been rumors that the Miami Heat would be interested. If that's true, then I want one or two of your young, rookie, up-and-coming players to help build more of a foundation here. P.J. Tucker is another trade piece that the, that teams are going to want. Good defensive guy. So those are your two pieces. I think John Wall is not going anywhere. Obviously, he's got a fat contract. When you get Christian Wood back with John Wall, that's a good starting one-two foundation to build on. Uh, the big thing is, and, and you almost need a master's degree to figure this out. I was trying to look at the future... The future um, the, the, the Rockets draft picks next year, mm -hmm. there's so many convoluted scenarios. Right. Well, if they finish top four, then it's protected and they keep it. But if it goes to fifth or sixth, they don't keep it. And that it's just so ridiculous and, and hard to follow. But so is it going to be about the draft picks or them using those draft picks to bring in and trading for other veterans? No, or they're going to use any draft picks they get in 2021, they're keeping and they're using to draft players. And this is a really talented uh, draft group, by the way. Like, there's some really, really good college players. So, I I'm hopeful. I mean, look, I would say this. The we're just going to have to grin and bear the rest of the season. It, mm -hmm. it sucks. You're going to lose a lot of games. I would just try to keep John Wall as happy as you can. Keep Christian Wood happy. Don't rush him back. And ask both those guys to buy in. Look, long term, we're building something for the future. And just cross your fingers and hope. I saw one mock draft that had the Rockets getting the seventh and the eighth pick in this draft. If that happens, man, that's great. You get two top ten picks, and hopefully you turn this thing around pretty quick. You mentioned keeping players happy. And back in my day, being the old man that I am, you know what kept us happy? Our contracts. We actually have a current player sitting in the studio with us, Jacob Martin, as I mentioned, the best pass rusher on the roster for the Houston Texans. It, what, what is it about you, you youngsters, you young folks, uh, you know, keeping y'all happy? What does that really mean? Like, are you expecting, and I'm not even trying to joke, like, are you, is it that important for you, Jacob Martin, not only to get the contract you deserve or that you feel you deserve, let, let's say you have that, they tie you down to a three, four year extension as they should, Nick Casario, while you're over there putting on some kind of seminar with people, you need to be focused on the team. If they give you that extension you want, is it that important for your D-line coach um, or outside linebacker coach, your pass rush specialist coach, to tell you good morning every morning or to make sure your coffee, you know, is sitting at your your table when you come in. I don't know if it's necessarily about that, you know, about uh coaches necessarily uh bending over to, to keep a, a dude happy, mm -hmm. you know, but it's really it's really about the professionalism, you know. I think guys are really focused on, okay, I they they invested in me, you know, a certain amount of money, you know, for the however many years, three, four years it may have been. Mm-hmm. Um, I think guys are really looking for uh, some sort of, okay, oh, it's a partnership now. Now it's not like a, okay, I'm working for it. I have to prove myself any further. But it's more of a, okay, what can we do? How can I help? Or are you guys actually taking my suggestions into uh, account in terms of, okay, what do I think I need as a, say I'm a pass you know, rusher, rusher mm -hmm. and I need, okay, we're not getting a whole lot of interior push. So like I, I'm, I'm going to... Hey guys, can we figure this, something like this out? Can we figure out a way to either draft a guy, trade a guy, or pick up someone in free agency? You know. So, so really, this this is fascinating for me. So you really feel like they should be open to those discussions for sure. coming from you for sure. And obviously, but like, as a player, okay, let's say I'm let's let's just say I'm your your D tackle, mm -hmm. and I'm not getting pushed. 
So are you going to the coach and saying, "Hey, man, Indy's not getting any push up the middle. Can nah. y'all trade him?" Or nah, never but that. But aren't I, you saying that indirectly? For sure. Yeah, you can say that because what, this is a game of what? This is a game of of, of statistics. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you do or you don't. Then no one's asking if you're a good person at the end of the day. <laughs> They're asking, "Can you make? Can you make tackles? Right. And can you get to the quarterback?" And obviously, like that goes hand in hand. Being a good person, you know, you'll do you go a lot further in this league. But shoot, you could be you could be a jackass and you know and still right. and still make a lot of money in this league. You okay, know? let's flip it. Let's say JJ. Let's say you and JJ rushed on the same side of the field mm-hmm. all the time. And if JJ goes to the general manager, like, hey, that guy on the outside of me, he's not demanding a double team like I need. Wouldn't you feel some kind of way? And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have these suggestions because you don't want to hurt people's feelings. Because like you said, Michael Jordan didn't care about that stuff. You know, the greats don't care about other people's feelings, but. You're indirectly saying you need to get rid of this guy. And are you as a player comfortable doing that? Hold that thought. Think about it. Because you might say someone's going to piss off one of your teammates. (laughs) And I'll let you answer it on the other side in the trenches only on Sports Talk 790. Back to In the Trenches. Who cares what a bunch of football nuts think? Houston's official, unofficial, officially official home of officiated football. What the hell is this? Tyler, I have a special folder with great music to bring us in and out of breaks. What, what, what? You don't know this song? Is this Selena Gomez? No, Are you the Selena a... Gomez lover? No, oh. I am not. This is uh, Sunflower, Post Malone, and Swally. What? <laughs> Did you not see uh, that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse movie? The end of the Spider Verse movie. No, into the Spider Verse movie. What is what is Spider Verse? Dude, you got to like Spider Man. Oh my God! Yes, yes, it is. So why are you calling Spider Verse? That's the name of the movie. Spider Man into the Spider Verse. No, during the next break, there's a folder with real music, <laughs> like Tila, Master P. You, you got you got to branch out. This is Andy doesn't stuff. listen You're to anything that was made in the last decade. Spider Verse. This is the new stuff, man. You got to get behind it. So what what am I listening to right now? Who this is, is that? Post Malone. Is he singing? And no, this one this part right here is Swally, but it's Post Malone and Swally. So that's a man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. They sing in falsetto now. Auto-tune. Yeah. <laughs> that's auto see, auto-tune, you don't even have to be talented to sing in auto-tune. Well, tell that to T Pain. So is this uh, Post Malone right now? Uh, I believe this part is still Swally. Post Malone comes in in a second. So Swally's a singer. Yes. And Post Malone's the rapper, right? Yes. That's Post Malone right there. Okay, let me shut up. Turn it up. I thought he was a rapper. He is a rapper. But he's singing. See, that's what's wrong with this world. Everyone's oh, confused. Men are wearing man. pink and dresses and rappers it's 2021, This all sounds like drug music though now. Like it's all like I don't know. Like if you like trap music. If you heard that like if you heard that being played in a club, would you immediately Oh, I gotta get on the floor. This is my jam. No, yes. no club I would go to, shout out to Carrington's Jamaica, Jamaica, Club <laughs> Oasis, would be playing that nonsense. So no, I, I wouldn't have to worry about hearing that in a club. All right, let's get right back to it because you, you were breaking down, and for those just now listening, Jacob Martin is in the house with us for the first hour. We appreciate his time and what he brings to the trenches, not only on the field, but here in the radio booth. So so you're, you're, you're telling me you would have, you feel like it's part of your duty, your right to tell the coaches, the general manager, if you feel like something isn't working in your favor or the favor of the team, 
regarding personnel that your voice should be heard. For sure. You know, uh, at the end of the day, you know, the players are on the field and they, they can see and feel things a lot differently. And rather than, you know, trying to draw plays to compensate your, uh, so say if you're, you're on a defense, you know, you're, you're not getting a whole lot of interior push or you're not, uh, you're not getting to the quarterback, you mm-hmm. know, um, where they do, they, they drop blitzes, bring safeties, bring linebackers, you know, dudes that aren't pass rushers. You know, so to, to alleviate that, you know, pass rush is a, a it's a it's a game. You know, in your four pass rushers, the goal of each pass rusher is to get to the quarterback. You know, twenty five percent of the time. Right. You know what I mean? Because you don't need to get there every time, but as long as someone's getting there, mm-hmm. you know, every time, then that's okay. And the only way to do that, you know, if you're you got a speed rusher, you got a, a edge a good edge rusher, the quarterback's gonna know to step up. But if you have some good interior push, okay, then now that puts all the pressure on this quarterback to either try to make you miss or step up and to get hit. See, I get that and I appreciate that. But don't you think, and maybe, man, I actually, the way I'm saying this, I don't feel comfortable because it sounds like I'm saying we should just shut up and play. That is not the case. But don't you think they feel like they've gotten the best defensive tackles that they could For sure. in mid-season? For sure. It's not like they can make a trade. Like, I feel like when I think players interacting with coaches, for instance, I'll, I'll never forget, we're playing the Green Bay Packers, and the way we're supposed to play this particular run play, when the tackle blocks down and the fullback comes after us, we're supposed to beat them under. We're mm-hmm. just supposed to beat them under and make the tailback bounce outside to all your help. So we did that like three times, and for whatever reason, it just wasn't working. And I remember going to the sideline saying, hey, coach, I think I could get to him if you let me go over the top of the fullback. I think I could get to the tailback. So he's like, okay, give it a shot didn't work, gave up a touchdown. But my point is, like, that's the interaction. For sure. But, but I wasn't saying, hey, coach, I'm doing what you're saying. It's bouncing out, but Carlos Emmons isn't making the tackle. We need to trade Carlos Emmons. You, you see what yeah, I'm saying? Like, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that's directly, okay, this, the dude didn't do his job, okay, right. or he can't <laughs> get, his ass he, he, get him out of here. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that. But what, I'm, what I am saying is, okay, if it's a – a repeated, you know, lapse of the, you. Of, of, the, of the defense or the the technique, you know, it's one of few things. Either the dude doesn't know what he's doing, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, he, he wasn't uh, – he's not taking his coaching well, you know, or he's not being coached well, or he just not physically able to do that. You know, there's, there's certain situations. Okay, okay but if he's not, then – whether you bring it up or not as a player, they're going to see it. Exactly. That, yeah. That's kind of my thought. For sure. That, that's I, I, and it's a, lot, it's a lot different, you know, being a defensive player trying to make, you know, decisions like right, that. Right, I think right. it's a lot easier for offensive players. I knew you, you talked about this already, but is there an excitement level to have a guy like Lovey Smith, as experienced as he is, to come in and coach, take over this defense this year? For sure. You know, uh, Levy has a, has, a, has a long history of, of just football knowledge, you know, so I'm excited to, to, to learn from anybody. You know, um, that has an extensive football background, you know, and someone um, that has done a lot in this game, you know, uh, being a, a black man in a, in a powerful position, you know, so he's, he's coached football, you know, he's taught, he's a great teacher, that's what I'm really looking, trying to say, you know, you're looking for, it's one thing to be a coach, but it's one thing to be a great teacher, you know, and I think, I think we gained a great teacher with him. 713-212-5790 if you want to get in the trenches with us. We have Jacob Martin sitting in for the entire hour. Let's go out and bring Jay in. What's up, Jay Money? Hey, what's up, Indy? And how you doing, Mr. Martin? What's going on? You know, Indy, I'm kind of confused with this these rumor meals with Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to understand is how would Dallas want to franchise tag Dak for two years straight when you've had 
at least a minimum of three years with the two years left on his present contract plus the year of franchise tag for you to bring in Russell Wilson that's uh, ain't the moment he's the highest paid quarterback in the league. Well, keep so, in mind, Jay, first of all, and I don't want to speak out of turn, but the Cowboys aren't actively pursuing Russell Wilson. The rumor okay. is that Russell Wilson said, hey, I never asked for a trade away from Seattle, but if you do trade me, here are four teams I would like to go to, and Dallas was one of those teams on his list, Jay. So that, of uh -huh. course, gets the media buzzing, and it gives us something to talk about, and then you double that down with Michael Irvin, and this is what Michael Irvin had to say. He said, quarterbacks suddenly have the power to leave a team but that also means they have the power to come to a team. Russell Wilson wants Dak's chair. So I get what you're saying, but it's not like the Cowboys said, hey, we're going to tag him, tag him. Oh, now let's well, go after Russell Wilson. Well, what is what is the issue with the Cowboys uh, signing Dak? When you've had ample enough, and I saw an article the other day to where that Dak has the leverage over Jerry, and at some time in point, would he rather – pay a potential quarterback or would he let him taste and just start all over again? And I'm not, I'm not kind of understanding that issue, even though I'm a avid Cowboy fan, I'm just not understanding Jerry's logic right now as far as a business move. So I'll sit back and just get your take. From what I've heard, it's the years. It's not the money. They're willing to give Dak, make him one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. They just, their, their disconnect is on the length of the contract. Okay. I mean, that, that's that's where we are right now. Like I mean, that it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. People keep asking, why have they not come to terms on an agreement yet? That's what it is. And whatever it is, I don't know, five years, six years, whatever it is, Dak and his agent's responsibilities maximize this contract. Let's, this is going to be probably the last big fat contract Dak gets, so let's make it as long as possible for, for as many years as possible. See, so does Dak want more years or less years so he could potentially I think he up? wants more. I think he wants the— I've actually heard the opposite. I heard that he wanted less so he can still be young could be. And, and productive. But my point is, whether well, it's four or five, with the money that was given in the— Deals that were given to, whether it's Jared Goff, uh, Carson Wentz. Man, that dude from day one, when he walked in as a starter, has been a winner as a quarterback. I know the team hasn't won. It's the ultimate team sport, so I don't put that all on Dak. I feel like they should have gotten a deal done, but I will say this in defense of the team. I don't know what they offered him. It's hard to say 
this group is wrong, this group is right. I don't know what they offered him. Well, it could have just, been one of those deals the where... The names you just mentioned, the Goths and the Wences and those guys, wouldn't that scare you off a little bit? Because the last few guys have gotten, outside of Mahomes and Watson, but the last few guys that you mentioned that got those long, fat contracts, they're already on the move. Yeah, but he should have got received his during the time that they received theirs. No, you're right. Could have, should have. But it's funny now, and uh, Jacob, I want to ask you this. I tore my ACL in 2004, and, you know, we're, we're all uh, – I feel like I'm always bringing this back to me. I Forgive me for doing that. But, uh, you know, we're, we're players are detached from reality. You always think, hey, sure. I'm going to come back stronger than ever. But back then, my thought was, uh, you know, we'll see. When y'all had suffered those type of injuries because of the advancements of the medical industry, is your thought like, okay, I'll be back to normal soon? Because they're saying Dak has the leverage, and I'm thinking, no, he doesn't. He just suffered a gruesome injury. He has to prove himself for one more year. Um, I, I would say, like, you know, ACLs are, you know, this is a terrible year, you know, for soft tissue injuries mm-hmm. for the NFL, but... Uh, you know, things like ACLs and uh, even even to the point where some Achilles, you know, like Achilles, like ruptures, you know, those are, are even, okay, well, we'll see where this guy, like, he'll, he'll be back, mm-hmm. you know, let's just see what, what, what shape he'll be. Um, but AC, for ACLs, man, I think that's like that's a real quick, you know, eight months, ten months. So as a player, do you feel like Dak does have the leverage, for even sure. though he's coming off us? Of, for sure. Really? Yeah. If anything, he's going to come back uh, probably in better shape. You know, healthier, better body, um, better focus. Horrible GM. It's amazing that, like, ah, brother, look, one point one million for this year. <laughs> Prove yourself. <laughs> but that was fi- <laughs> like fifteen years ago. Yeah, the ACL was yeah. a scary. Now, like everybody, almost everybody comes back from it. Running backs are the one where you kind of scares you. But look at Adrian Peterson. That dude was back in what, like five months? I'd be trying to trade Joe Burrow right now if I was a general <laughs> manager. That's how, that's how bad I would be because those injuries make me a little nervous. 713-212-5790 if you want to come back. On the other side, let's talk about Russell Wilson. Jacob played with him. Would he be a better fit for the Dallas Cowboy and their fan base in the trenches? Only on Sports Talk 790. Yeah, in the trenches. You're in the trenches on Sports Talk 790. The Rockets. Step back three is good. Astros. Kiss it goodbye. Home for your home teams. A little better. You getting there. You, what do you mean this is a little? This is a no, lot better. Yeah, that's a lot better than the last thing you played. Yeah, this is Ric Flair trip, man. Yeah, this don't, song, don't diss Ric Flair like that. No, this is definitely on the workout playlist. Oh, good. Yeah, this is good. definitely on the workout playlist. Ric Flair's a homie. Yeah. Uh, I think Indy's looking for someone like uh, Lil Troy. What you know, you know about uh, that? There wanna, you go. Be a baller. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Look, Jacob, you know me so well. What, what? Now, do you have a workout mix? Oh, uh, man, just... it really just, like, I really been listening to a lot of, like, uh, Wu Tang, uh, Public Enemy. Ooh, Public uh, Enemy's. Public Enemy number one. Chuck D goes so hard. The, the old stuff or his new stuff? Old stuff. Okay. Okay. Wu-Tang? Yeah. I never could get into Wu-Tang like everybody else. ODB? Come on, man. It, it was like over my head. Now, ODB, I liked him. But some of the stuff, they're cosmic and all that stuff. I just didn't know what they were talking about. Keep it simple. Let's just want to be a baller shot caller. I'll holler. <laughs> 
didn't know my name. Now you all on me. You know, I like it. <laughs> just keep it simple. Keep it real simple. 713-212-5790 if you want to get in the trenches with us. Read the quote from Michael Irvin, Hall of Fame Dallas Cowboy, talking about quarterbacks and how quarterbacks suddenly have the power to leave a team, but that also means they have the power to come to a team. And he goes on to mention that Russell Wilson wants Dak chair, Dak Prescott's chair. What You played with Russell. You know Russell. From the outside looking in, I would think he's in one of the best positions in the entire NFL. Starting quarterback for a good team. Last year was a down year for them, and they went 12-4. and He was in the talks for being the NFL MVP up until like the last four or five weeks of the season. And correct me if I'm wrong on any of this. And and it just appears that he can do no wrong in Seattle. Why, Why would he want out? We understand why your teammate wants out. I won't don't speak on that. We we understand that you don't because everything's gravy over there as a player. But we understand why the quarterback here wants out. Why would Russell Wilson want out of Seattle? Change of scenery. That's probably the only thing I could think of. You know, uh, Seattle in the football world is described as Disneyland, Disney World. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a great place to work, great place to live. You know, great organization and things like that. Uh, but uh, maybe just a change of scenery. Maybe he's just maybe he wants to try something different. You know, uh, visit a different place. But in terms of, uh, or or maybe he has a feeling that, that they have reached their Super Bowl ceiling potentially. Um, Does anybody know how many years he has left? Because I get everything you're saying, Jacob. But my thought would be, unless they did something egregious, disrespectful, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, hey, we're athletes. We can think. We, you know, we want to be. We want to make sure we're playing for a team that's professional yeah. and they show professionalism with their decisions and how they treat the players. But if it's if it's truly three years left, change of scenery. Shouldn't the thought be like, eh, okay, at the end of this contract, I'm not going to re up. That's a long time. He may he may think, okay, so this is your ten for him. He has three more years left on Dang, that contract. Yeah. Okay. This has been this would be. I think this will be his tenth season, if I'm not mistaken. Man, I, I just yeah, it just seems like he like with Deshaun. I get it. Like mm. from everything we've read and heard, you're like, okay, I, I definitely understand that. And he absolutely should have signed his long term extension and still, you know, want to get traded, one out. But with Russell, there's only a few places that you can go, a few scenarios where I personally, and again, I'll admit, outside looking in, feel like. It'll be better for him there. Like I'm not even asking you to speak on it, but mm. even even with you, like if you and I had a talk off the camera, and you're like, "Man, I just don't like things here. I want to go here." I'll be like, "Hey, be real careful because until you actually get there, right. you, you just never quite know." And I, I would say this. I would say this. Leaving okay for Russ being in Seattle so long, mm-hmm. like Seattle was a was a dope place to play, you know. And and, and when working for Pete and John, you know, and th- those guys they're they're very upfront, you know, with you and. Just they're they're real big about you know you being yourself. Now when you go to a, a different organization or a different club, you know it may not be the same level. It's I take that back. Mm-hmm. It's Russell Wilson, man. <laughs> He's gonna be able to do where the heck he wants, wherever the heck he wants to do, and how he wants to do it. If that's him bringing in his own staff mm-hmm. of people to to work on his body and work and work him out every day, then that's what he's gonna do. And you know when you make when you make that kind of money, you can you can do those type of things. But what I was saying, if it was if it's an average player like myself, right? Mm-hmm. And you are, uh, uh, I don't know, you requested a trade or something like that, or you ended up in a, in a place different than Seattle. It's a lot different than it would be if you would have spent the 10 years in Seattle for your career, just in terms of how they do business up there. Right, right. 
And you're impressed with how they do, how they do or did business for sure. Okay, obviously, it sounds like some things have changed uh, from some of the things that we're hearing. But everyone that I've talked to, they've only said glowing things about Seattle. But apparently, some things are coming out not from Russell Wilson's mouth that that don't go against that. All right, Cowboy fan Chris, should they be encouraging Jerry Jones to do whatever he has to do to go after uh, Russell Wilson? And does that involve a sign and trade with Dak Prescott? Because if you're Seattle and you get rid of – somehow you get rid of Russell Wilson, you have to get something in return and the, not just draft picks. Yeah, the the, the Seattle thing any, – any trade possibility with Russell Wilson has to end with the Seahawks getting their future at quarterback. Like, that. what's so stupid about all these hypotheticals and these trades people throw out there? Like – the team trading is not stupid. Like they need to get something good in return that's that's going to work out for them. You know, Green Bay is the only team you could argue where they might feel like they've got their quarterback of the future already on the roster. So trading Aaron Rodgers, you don't necessarily have to get that quarterback back. For Seattle, they have nothing. Like they have to get. I guess if they really like Geno Smith and think they can, he can plug in for a year or two. But like, you, whoever you trade Russell Wilson for, you got to get something. Um, whether it's a high draft pick where you're going to draft a quarterback this year or a guy like Dak who's already proven. And those those are interesting trade scenarios. I mean, Dak for for Russell. Can we say arguably that the it makes the Cowboys that much better with Russ? And can we say that the Seahawks are that much better with that? I think that they're kind of a one for one swap right now where they are in their careers. As a defensive player that's watched film, played with, played against these two quarterbacks, when healthy, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, one who's better, and is it a big difference? How do you even ask that question? Really? Yes. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. You kidding me? Russ, year after year, he's up for MVP talks. Russ is also one of the only quarterbacks in the league that is always healthy. He is always available. It's true. Always available. Well, Dak yeah. was up until this year. All it takes is one. Yeah, but but Russ has put 10 years together, mm-hmm. you know, and, and missed zero starts. Now, you don't feel like that's a product of him having a better team, better organization? No, Russ is also the most sacked quarterback in the league right now. Okay. And he rushes. I mean, he, he on average, he rushes anywhere from 80 to 100 times a year. And... That durable. He's like what four hundred sacks in his career right now. I know he's been sacked the most. Yeah, three hundred ninety-four. Yeah. I I just think in terms of I just think in terms of uh, Russ's superstar playmaking ability. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Deshaun. You have Russ. You have Russ. You have Deshaun. You're never out of the game. Right. You know, I can't say that for Dak because I haven't seen him do it enough. But dudes, I know. Okay, we're coming at halftime. We're down thirty-five points. I'm 
I ain't worried about what our offense is going to do. I know we got Russ. I know we got Deshaun, whatever. The right. toughest part for me with Russ is he was so good the first half of the season and the back half, and I, I attribute probably a lot of it to the, the play calling, offensive coordinator. I mean, they fired the offensive coordinator, so that should tell you what, what was going on there. But I don't know what happened. That offense got stagnant down the back stretch of this season. Yeah, I just I'm surprised to hear you say that, and I appreciate your transparency. You didn't take some, you know, coach speak or player speak out there. You're like, man, are you kidding me? It's Russell. I didn't think. Now, obviously, Russell has the hardware. For sure. Obviously, Russell has the wins. But I felt like when I watched their games, they're very similar. They're they're very similar. They're very similar. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I guess when it's all said and done, because you can't even argue that Dak doesn't have talent around him. At no. one point, he's playing with arguably the best offensive line in the league earlier on. He has arguably one of the best running backs, you know, lining up right behind them. Yeah. Right. And then his two receivers, they're, they're pretty good. Three. I think no, better. Yeah. I think, I think Cowboys have a better Michael overall Gallup, receiving core right now. So, so how do you explain his stats, but they're still losing? Are you putting that on that? It's, it's a team. It sounds like you're putting that on. Deck. It's a it's a team game, you know. I know there's there's three there's, there's three points of the game, you know, offense, defense, special teams, you mm -hmm. know, and uh, for 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 people to win, you know, all three got to or at least two of the three got to got to be clicking. And if right. if you're either you're not uh, you're not um, if they're not if they're not working together, then then, then it doesn't hey. matter what one individual yeah. player is doing or how he he can probably uplift the team. Something I read earlier, and it is uh, uh, Women's History Month. You know, happy March to everybody out there. We just finished Black History Month, shortest month of the year, but we're not going to bring that up. But, uh, you, you know, happy Women's History Month. And I'm seeing a lot of women getting chances in the NFL. Do you think that's good, bad, and different? Do you feel like it's more of a PR move? Do you feel like a woman – can bring something to an NFL team on the football ops side. Now, obviously, anywhere. Like, do you feel like a woman? I'm kind of putting you on the spot. Sorry about that. <laughs> do you feel like a woman could bring something in the locker room, uh, in the meeting room? And I don't want to say if she didn't play football because there's a lot of coaches who never played football. Mm. But but because the locker room. Yeah. Like, let's be real. That would be real. You, you, a little I, uneasiness. I, I would say I would say so, man. If they, if it's if it's the right if it's the right one, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I, I think there's always uh, room for someone who also loves the game as much as you do, mm -hmm. but may think about it differently. You know, perspectives are, are too many. Perspectives is never a bad thing, you know. And someone that has, you know, like you said, there's coaches in this league that have never played football, right? That have never played it down in football, right? You know what I mean? And they're coordinators or position coaches or uh, things like that. Um, but they what they do they study the game mm -hmm. you know I, I, if 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 a, a woman wanted to study the game and and become a coach or become you know a personnel person you know more power to them have you ever snapped at one of your coaches oh for sure okay would you be hesitant if that coach was a woman no okay you know why why because in between the lines you can't take nothing personal you know what I mean I'm I'm very professional outside you know outside the football field and things like that but right. dude when when things hit the fan <laughs> ain't nobody safe. Okay, I've been a part of, and, and I'm the same way, and I've been a part of a team where uh, a player literally took our defensive coordinator by the neck, and during halftime, the defensive coordinator was like, hey, guys, that was my fault. You know, that was on me. I, I called him out of his name. He's a man. I apologize. Like, he won the locker room over. Guys were like, man, that's real. for the." But my point is, what if that's a woman? I think that'd be kind of distasteful. 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if you can do that. <laughs> no, I know you can't. I don't so know if you can do that. Is there so? Should a team be a little hesitant? Because what I mentioned, what you mentioned, that happens across the board. Mm-hmm. Every year, I would say one team has somebody go after a coach, vice versa. And I'm not saying because I, I love what you said that a bunch of different perspectives that could be good for a team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I brought up the fact that there's some men who never play, but I just wonder if the players, if somebody would have to get in front of you and be like, hey, we have women, certain things that y'all do and say to other coaches you just can't do anymore. And if that's the case, is that going to be a knock against them? Quick timeout. We'll get to the calls, Ronald, and a little on something or on to something on the other side. You don't want to miss that. Jacob Martin in the easy for one more segment, only on Sports Talk 790. America's most popular game. Football. Football. This is huge. Houston's most passionate fans. This is In the Trenches on Sports Talk 790. Now you're learning. Now you're learning the real music. (laughs) Man, I've known about it. You just got to adapt to the new stuff. That's all it is. Do I? Yes. (laughs) I'm in my 40s, Tyler. I don't know if I. Uh... You got to get used to what your kids are listening to, man. What man. do your kids listen to? Listen to this. This goes. See, y'all. No, y'all youngsters, Jacob. Talk to your generation. <laughs> y'all need to bring this back. Uh, I, I will say this. I was raised on this. I like 21 Savage. He he makes a workout list. Um, um. The real short one. I actually saw him at 93.7 not that long ago. God, dog. He has a strong voice. The baby. Okay. I like the baby. He goes hard. Um, yeah, that's about it. Those two. Now, Lil Wayne, He's you know he's been around for so long. Sure. I feel like I discovered him. Because back when I was with the Redskins, <laughs> he was like 14. And I was like, man, y'all watch out for this little young boy. And, he, you know, now he's... Supporting Donald Trump and things. But 713-212-5790 if you want to get in the trenches with us. Ronald, what's up, Ronald? Hey, what's up, man? How y'all doing this morning? We're good. How are you, brother? All right. All right. Hey, man, I just want to chime in a little bit on, like, Russell and Dak and the comparison. And it seems like a lot of people are like, I know Russell is better, you know, but he don't seem like he's that much better to me. And like I said, I'd be curious. I know y'all probably can't pull it up, but I bet their numbers is very similar to the last four years. I'll be willing to bet that their passing numbers are similar and and rushing yards are similar. Well, we can't go – Dax last year was obviously only played in five five games, but Russ threw for 4,200 yards and 40 touchdowns. The most touchdowns Dax ever hit is 30, and that was two years ago. That was Dax's best year in the league. He threw for 30 touchdowns, 4,900 yards. So Uh I think Russ is always going to have Dax in the touchdown totals. Okay. Well, I'm just not not just touchdowns. I'm just talking about uh, you know the rushing yards and the passing yards. I, you know, because they they look real. They look very similar to the men. I think is Dak like five or six years younger. Yeah, Dak's only been in the league five years. Russ is yeah. going on ten. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I I think it'll be a good trade. For, you know, if they could like pull that off, I think it'll work for both teams actually. Because I don't I don't really like say I would give uh, Russell a little advantage over Dak, but I I don't think it's that much different. I appreciate that, Ronald. Is this is this good for the NFL? I, I like it for the players. I like the players having more powers. I like the players uh, being able to say, you know what, y- y- y'all aren't living up to my standards. I need to move on. But is it good for the NFL, for the fan base? Look, Deshaun Watson is the first quarterback this organization has had that you can say 
is truly the face of the franchise. And, and I played with Matt Schaub when he was throwing for 4,000 yards and when they went 12-4, and four, but it, it didn't feel like <clears> – <throat> At the time, I was like, oh, man, he's pretty good, you know, for what we were used to. But Deshaun, he's that guy. So is this good for the NFL if players are able to just move around like that? Well, I think it's been great for basketball. As a player, you're a current player. Do you think it's been great for the brand? I for... think it's. I think it keeps like with. Ba- I, I think it's obvious. It's easier to plug and chug in basketball mm-hmm. than it is the football. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and when you're dealing with uh, super high profile, like uh, the quarterback is what make makes teams go. Right. You know, and realistically, only a quarterback will be able to have that power. You know, to request things or. Uh, you know, okay, I, I want to go here. If you do trade me, I want to go to like like Russ did. You know, right. the, the the Cowboys or the Bears or something like that. You know, where did the Bears come from? That that seems so random. Like Cowboys, I see the branding. Mm-hmm. You know, with the star, the Saints, I see that because they're ready for a quarterback to take them to the next level. I can't remember the third team, and then the Bears. I'm like, but why not the Bears? What they have a great have? they have a great defense. Okay. You know, and and Russ is Russ. He's gonna go do what Russ does. You know, it's okay. the, I, I'm not sure if the O line is much is much better or, or worse. You know, Chicago's top five city. Yeah. You know. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It's like a marketing opportunity. Historic, you know, in in, in the realms of the football world. Here's the thing, though. You were talking about the player empowerment and and quarterback, big-name quarterbacks being on the move like the NBA. You as a player... Let's say you're, you know, you're going to be a free agent after this year. Let's say you choose a, a destination. You go, okay, you know, obviously you've got to be a good balance of good fit and money's right and all that. But let's say you go to a place and you're like, man, I feel like we're really set up here. And a year in, the franchise quarterback leaves. Don't you feel a little cheated? Going, well, I came here thinking we were going to be set up for the next handful of years. For sure, you know. But that's also when when dudes like come to play with LeBron and LeBron leaves. Yeah, you know, or or LeBron brings guys to a team. You know, like. I don't know, bringing AD to LA and say LeBron wants to leave after next year or something like that. Right. And then AD still has two years left. <laughs> you know, AD can also go and request a trade, you know, and, and do his thing. But realistically, the goal is to win a Super Bowl, right? And you, you want to be in a place where I think there's a lot more that goes into it, you know? So when you're, when you're being traded or you're coming out, you're in free agency and you're, you're looking for a place to go. You're looking for a place that okay is going to pay you what you want, you know. You fit their their scheme, you know. You fit their defense or you fit their offense or whatever. Um, you're going to look at the guy, the guys around you, you know, the dudes that play either 
potentially behind you or beside you. Mm-hmm. You know, just you want to just find your know, football is a very small world, so you're going to find those those commonalities. What, what are you going to value most? Let's say you play this year, you perform really well, and and you hit free agency. And let's just say the Texans don't offer you a, an extension, you hit free agency. What do you value most? Is it you're still a relatively young guy, but you're also kind of looking at all the dollars out there, man. I gotta get, I gotta get paid. What are you gonna value most when you hit free agency? Um, I just want to be in the best possible situation, you know, in terms of uh, winning football. So obviously, I want to go somewhere place, you know, that's winning. Um, but just good, good culture, you know, it's a place that's very professional and how they like. I'm all about professionalism. That's that's my, my main focus or goal because when you when you can come to work and be the same person every day and that consistent professionalism you don't have to there's no there's no questions about okay my my franchise stars is trying to leave because of this that and the third you know but it's okay we're here to work like this is what this is it's work everyone's enjoying their time here at work because they know what it is and it's not there's nothing left to question that that's a great point are you asking other players so you can get a true sense of uh, the culture, for sure. And, or, or are you asking your agent, "Hey, ask this. like, how are you determining that if you're not in that locker room?" Uh, most definitely, asking other players or dudes that have been there, or stopped there, or may have, may have even played for that head coach, or okay. uh, you know, been picked up by that GM or whatever. If I was about to go and sign with Seattle right now, and I called Jacob up, "Hey, man, what's it like there? Like, would you advise that I that for sure I, really? Yeah, okay." Notice how I asked about Seattle. <laughs> I got my boys back. <laughs> I got my dogs back. <laughs> All right, let, let's squeeze in a little on something or on to something. Were you trying to get crazy with this thing? Don't you know I'm local? All right, you've not done this with us. For those that are just tuning in, Jacob Martin, the best pass rusher on the Houston Texan roster, is in the trenches with us, and we have him for a couple more minutes. So I'm going to read you a tweet by... A guy named Daniel Jeremiah and his Twitter handles at Move the Sticks. And I want you to tell me if he's on something, meaning like, man, this dude is whacked out. What strain of meth is he on? Or is he on to something? Like, you know what? That's a pretty that's a pretty good thought right there. Alright, and he tweets, We're about two to three years away from personnel departments in the NFL not caring about combine 40 times. The game's GPS data is going to replace it. Who cares what he ran in the 40 when you know exactly how fast he ran in game conditions and have five years of data for context? Is Daniel Jeremiah on something or on to something? I think he's on to something. I think he's on to something because, uh, you know, you can run a fast 40, but if if the 40 time doesn't translate to football speed, you know, you know how they refer to guys like this guy's football fast, you know, sideline to sideline, rangy. Um, things like that, uh, when they may run a four six or a four seven at a, like a DB position, you know, that's that's not very attractive, right. you know, uh, uh, higher than a, a non sub four five. But I think he's onto something. I think that's something that that could be tangible, you know, could be used for sure. I, I agree one hundred percent with you. I'll take it a step further. And I, you look, I'm all for technology. I joke about being old school, and wherever you can gather information and use it, more power to you. But I'm wondering, do do you even need the GPS data? Because I'm like you. There's guys where I'm like, man, I don't care what his 40, just watching him. He plays fast. He's fast. I don't even need the GPS because I think they tracked when one of the most impressive things I've seen on a football field, when DK Metcalf walked down Patrick Peterson or Patterson. Uh, Buda Baker. 
Buda Baker, thank you. Buda Baker. I don't know what his GPS time was, how fast his 40 is. That was just impressive. Like, you can't convince me he's not fast. So I agree that Daniel Jeremiah is on to something, but I'll take it a step further. If I was a scout, I'm just watching film. Real quick, on something or on to something, Peter King reports the NFL is highly likely to move to a 17-game regular season coming up this football season. Some people are saying uh, there might be cause for concern for more injuries and that sort of thing. Could we have a lot more injuries adding just one more regular season game on something or on to something? Uh, Well, I can't really say they're on to something or on something because that's that's going to happen. Right. right. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's fact. <You know>? <laughs> but... Uh, uh, Obviously, with 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 more get, with more football, there's there's room for more injury. You know, with you're playing in a business where, you know, with football, you will get hurt playing football. You know, are the players up for like as a player? Are you kind of like whatever? It's just one more game, or do you think this is crazy? Uh, it's not eighteen. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Uh, I'm not mad at it. Okay. You know? Okay. I, I was like, I don't think I would be bothered by it. Yeah. But y'all, y'all are the ones. Y'all little, are smarter and more I'm informed. A, I'm a different, you know. Uh, obviously, there's a, there's a, the risk goes up, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but I don't really see. It's like being in a wild card game. The check goes up too, right? I hope so. Or do they just <laughs> spread it? I, I'm not sure if it's a 17 game week season mm-hmm. over 18 weeks. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it was 16 that's what games. it is. Yeah, it's, it's over 18. Yeah. All right. Last question. Are you annoyed by Thursday night games? No. Okay. I I'm, I'm I love the those you know you know as a kid you watch Thursday night football, Monday night football, Sunday night football. Right. You know what I mean? I think it it makes it difficult. You know, say you're playing a Monday night and you got to go play a Sunday night or something like mm-hmm. that, or a Thursday night and you're going to go play a, another Sunday or something. But mm-hmm. uh, I think it just shorter shorter weeks. You know, I think that that makes it a little bit challenging, but that also makes it fun. Like everyone gets up for those Thursday night, those big time primetime games. You know, where they're the only game on TV. You had a sack on Thursday night football last year. Oh yeah, man! I was ca- capitalizing prime times. What <laughs> I said. heard that. <laughs> you need more Thursday night games, <laughs> and it's less practice, right? And yeah. if you have a smart coach, then you have that Friday and Saturday off, right? If you have a smart coach, for so, sure. All right, Jacob. Once again, you've killed it in the trenches. We appreciate you coming in. For all those listening, that has been Jacob Martin sitting in for an entire hour. Anything that you uh, want people to know, Twitter handle, uh, events you got coming up? Well, right now I still have uh, my reachtx.org going right now. So uh, if you go to reachtx.org, you can go and um, find a way how you can help families um, recover after winter storm Irie. Um, and that's reachtx.org. And we'll continue to pump that through the second hour, reachtx.org. Jacob, have a great week. We appreciate you. Going to try to bug you to get you back in here. When, when do y'all start uh, activities? I'm not in- sure. I'm not, to be honest, I'm not sure because they, they canceled the draft and mm-hmm. there's, or it's going to be virtual like last year and they, there's no combine. So I'm not sure if they're going to do uh, like OTAs and things like so that. Everything's wait and see. Yeah. All right. It's been real, brother. Quick timeout, top of the hour in the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. You're in the trenches. Stand up, get your hands up. With N.D. Kalu. N.D. Kalu. Welcome in, welcome back. One hour down, one hour to go. The great Jacob Martin hung out for an enti- entire hour. 
But now we can get to the nitty gritty. I did not want to uh, ask him about the drama going over with them boys on Kirby out of respect to his position on the team. Well, before we get to the Deshaun drama, mm -hmm. Andy, we got to put to bed a little JJ drama. Uh-oh. So Tyler broke in earlier in the show and said it had come out that JJ Watts Peloton bio. Peloton the bike? Yeah. So like you have an online profile on that. Like on Twitter? Kind of. Like, you compare to see how you're doing against other racers. No, I've heard, I will say this. I'm not a Peloton user, but everyone who's talked to me about it, the ones that have it, they swear by it. Yeah, there's a lot of people like Booger McFarlane. He's big into a group. Like, it's him and a bunch of the ESPN guys. They all compete with one another and all this stuff. Well, anyway, it came out that J.J. Watt's bio was updated this morning to say SB56. Green Bay, Cleveland, Buffalo. So basically... FB, so football. No, no, no. Green, GB, I'm sorry. Green Bay, Cleveland, Buffalo. SB meaning Super Bowl 56. Hmm. So anyway, people were like, oh, so I guess J.J. Watt is basically announcing via his Peloton Twitter bike profile that he is down to three teams, the Packers, the Browns, or, or the Bills. Well, just about five minutes ago, J.J. Watt took to his official Twitter account and said, I don't own a bike. Stop. Really? So I blame Field Yates so for that's this. This is not where I him. got my info from. So, Tyler, you interrupted me, interrupted me <laughs> in the middle of an award-winning segment <laughs> to give us what you thought was J.J. Watt's Peloton bio. You know, here's the thing. That lets you know how big the NFL is. Because as you were saying that, Chris, I was thinking to myself, how does that even, even if it was JJ's Peloton, JJ's bike, and his Peloton bio, how does that even become national news that he changed? Think If you're listening to my voice, close your eyes and really think about the power of football, the, the how important it is to our society, no matter how many times people are telling you ratings are down and people don't like players. The, the fact that J.J. Watt, Peloton, J.J. Watt's Peloton bio change became national news to the point J.J. Watt had to tweet out to his millions of followers, I don't have a Peloton bike. Yeah. Like, think about that. Well, it's because the national people like, so it started with this guy from Complex Sports. He tweeted out, and the profile says KJ Watt. It doesn't even say JJ Watt, but this account has like almost 17,000 followers. So that's and where, verified. Yeah. So that's where I guess people just assumed, okay, it's so him. So Peloton um, accounts are verified? Is that what you said? Oh, wait. Oh. I thought you were talking about the Twitter where it came oh, from. Okay, oh, okay. my bad. Okay. No, that's my bad. You you were right. But I just, what would make you think that it's him, that his name is KJ Watt? Why would you care? Like, even if his name was J.J. Watt, like, who's who's going through all of J.J.'s profiles yeah. to be like, aha, I got it? And what does that even mean? It's it's stupid. It's But anyway, J.J. puts it to bed. He still is on the hunt for his new team, but he's it, J.J.'s not going to do anything stupid like that and put clues, you know. It's not stupid. It's just having fun with. But putting clues on your Peloton profile. I mean, that's almost as bad as uh, tweeting out future song lyrics. I, ooh, shots fired. Shots fired. I will say this. As a man who wants to see J.J. go to a true contender, I feel like for him it should come down to Green Bay, Tampa Bay, or Kansas City, period. 
he, he needs to chase the ring. It's about it's it still is about maximizing your your best return too. So that's why I think Cleveland. Like if I had to pick a favorite right now, no, I think it's Cleveland. We don't know what it's about. If if for him it's all about the ring, then no. Now if it's about the ring and money, then it's not about the ring. It's about the money. It's the and second I don't think part. That's what one, you said. Right. I don't think there's. I don't think one is right or wrong. But I know when you go into the NFL, your thought is, I want to be the best individual player possible. My, my goal is to be a Hall of Famer. I want to make as much money as possible so I can walk away from this game wealthy. Not, not just have a little money in my pocket, but wealthy. He's already accomplished those first two. So if his third goal truly is, I want to go somewhere like Jacob Martin talked about, he wants to win a Super Bowl. He wants to have that feeling of being a Super Bowl champion. If, the, if, that, if he's trying to mark that off, then no, I, I don't think it's about maximizing your return. Well, they're very because if that was the case, he would have stayed in Houston because I don't think he's going to go anywhere where he's going to get seventeen million for one year. Which is not seventeen, but maybe thirteen, fourteen. Big, I don't think Houston would have paid him that. Would have paid him what? Twelve to fourteen million a year for two more, three more years. No, Houston, he he asked. To be released from a deal that was going to pay him seventeen well, next year. That's, so I'm saying if that's it was what about we heard. Money, he would have just. Stayed. But I think the Texans also were approaching him, saying, "JJ, we can't pay you seventeen this so. year. I, Let's it, renegotiate." I mean, unless you heard something I have, I'm just speculating. Well, no, we can but, look at the cap and see the Texans couldn't afford to pay JJ seventeen million this year. No, they were over no, the cap. They're saying, to, if, the, if they didn't cut him when the season started, somebody was going to run on the no, field. No, I think. Hold up, you still <laughs> owe money. You're over. No, no, like, I think they were. Go, I think they approached him and said, "Hey." we'd like to renegotiate this dollar figure and he was probably like look i just want the hell up out of here no i think with all the bad press with everything going on with deshaun it would have been easy for them to say no let's at least pay this guy to finish his contract finishes not career but his contract here you you can't convince me that they there's no way they could have honored his contract for one more season okay they could have but they would have had to really scrunch and, and squeeze dimes out of other guys then they would have went to like five other guys and asked them to restructure, yeah. all to pay a guy who just had five sacks, seventeen million. And I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm just saying with the whole the PR hit that they're taking. Look, part of my uh, show prep is the the headline of an article that my man Jerome Solomon wrote. Look, this is the headline of the article. <laughs> yeah, have you seen it? No. Our Texans jokes aren't as funny as the real thing. <laughs> like, like that's bad. You, you see what I'm saying? So yeah. I think. That would have bought JJ his final year of his contract, getting paid seventeen million. To where I feel like if it was just about money, he would have played. I'm just telling you, as much as we want to believe the opposite, oh Mm. JJ just wants a ring. He'll go play for one million somewhere. No, he's got too much pride. Like those guys, they they still want. They have a level of expectation on what they should be paid. His agent may be telling him, "Dude, you ain't taking anything less than 11. No, no, and I, yeah, I mean, he he's earned that, and that's his value. But if you're talking about eleven and fourteen, like let's say Kansas City's like, hey man, all we can offer you is eleven, and Cleveland saying we can offer you fourteen. If he truly wants that ring, he's getting that eleven million. dollars. See, I think it's more Kansas City going. We can offer you seven. Like we're kind of well, squeaky. We're kind of. But I'm cap. saying that's right. the reality of the difference in money. And mm-hmm. so, like, if yeah, if a contender's offering you seven. And a somewhat contender like Cleveland's offering you 14. You know what? Best of both worlds. I'm a Super Bowl contender. Maybe I make them that much better paired with Miles Garrett, and I'm getting my big payday. There's also, but JJ's the type, he could also make up a lot of that in uh, advertising if he wanted to, in endorsements. Sure. Quick timeout 713 212 5790 in the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. <laughs> 
The Trenches continues. I'm going to be an NFL football player. Sports Talk 790, home for your home teams. Welcome in, welcome back. Hope you're enjoying your Monday as we are here in the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. You like Bone? Bone Thugs? Yeah. My, my friends and I, our plan was years ago, we wanted to do this at karaoke one night. We need to work on it. Why didn't y'all? Because it's really hard. I bet. It goes to show how talented they are. The fact <laughs> yes. that you can't even... And you do a great job for other shows. Uh, with your... What's it called? Parody. Your parody. So for you, a musician said that this is hard. It goes to show how talented We need are. to uh, parody this song with Watson and the Texans. See you at the Ooh. crossroads. When man. they trade yeah. him, we will absolutely do that. All right, cool. Deshaun Watson, the, see you. See you on the gridiron. No, I see you at the crossroads. See you at the crossroads. Especially if he gets traded to somewhere else in the AFC, it's definitely a crossroads. The two of y'all, is there one team, give me the one team you absolutely would want to see him traded to and the one team you would not want to see him traded to? Mm. I mean, like, selfishly, like, I want Tua, so I want the Dolphins trade to happen because Mm -hmm. I want the return. So if you're asking me as a Texans fan... It, no, just Gordon. Like for me, it's gonna have to be for the entertainment. This whole value, thing, but. these all these all these Houston fans about I just want the best for Deshaun and I want to see him go. <laughs> no, shut up. Like, no, once that dude takes off a Texans uniform, I hope the Texans beat him every time. Mm-hmm. Stop with this whole rooting for the play. Like, you're a fan of the damn team in Houston, root for the damn team in Houston, and hope that they turn this crap fest around. But this see, whole like, thing I, like I would love to see him in New England. Just the whole story. No, with, no, no, no. You wouldn't? No. no. After everything that New England's done to this league, uh, just reigning I, supreme but, and but never letting up. No. Even your reaction, that's why I would love it. Could you imagine the story? Now, I know, truthfully, New England probably doesn't have anything to offer, and he probably doesn't want to play for Bill Belichick. Like, But I personally would love to see him team well, don't up you, with Bill Belichick. Don't you put that evil on us, because Nick Casario <laughs> is the man who— Cal McNair is the idiot that could— Okay. That did, too. What did if, New England offer the best trade? Okay. What if they trade him to New England and then Casario and Easterby go to go back to and New they England? Say, hey, we quit. We're going back to New England. <laughs> wow. <laughs> then, then you need to get Congress involved to open up. An <laughs> that would be an NFL investigation yes, for sure. You, let, you would have to do that. Let me throw this one out to you. The 49ers have reached out to the Panthers about a potential trade for Teddy Bridgewater. Could They're asking they, for Teddy Bridgewater? Yes. Could there be Look, a. Could, don't even read anymore could there be like, a three-team trade where Deshaun goes to Carolina, Teddy goes to San Fran, and Jimmy Garoppolo comes here? Keep in mind, we've got plenty of New England guys in the building now who love them some Jimmy Garoppolo. Hold on. That it, better not happen for San, a couple reasons. San Francisco picked up the phone unprovoked and said, hey, we're inquiring about Teddy Bridgewater. It says the Niners' interest in Bridgewater doesn't necessarily mean they're keen on replacing Jimmy G. 49ers GM John Lynch has said the team needs to upgrade its backup quarterback spot. So I basically, I guess what they're looking at is if the they're calling Carolina going, look, there's all these rumors out there. You guys want to move on from Teddy. If you do, we'd be open to taking him on as our backup. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. To Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Which means they're bringing him on to compete. That, that's similar to... Ryan Tannehill going to Tennessee to be the backup to Marcus Mariota. That was, hey, you make one bad move, we got some. And that was a smart move by Tennessee. Yeah. So good for good for San Francisco. I just the the Jimmy Garoppolo stuff scares me though, because again, that could have been Nick Casario was there. He was part of those scouting and everything, and probably was like, "Ooh, I really like this guy." Right. But it's not just that. You figure that we're probably also going to get either Carolina's number eight pick. Or San Francisco's number twelve, or potentially both, and for me personally, those are too high in the draft, or those are too low in the draft. I mean, I need something similar to New York's number two mm-hmm. or Miami's number three, and I also don't want to see Watson anywhere in the NFC South. Why? I love the Falcons, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's your personal twist on it. You don't want him. You know what? I would rather have more first and second round picks than your thought on I need to have number two or three. And the reason I say that, Tyler, is because heavy T is because I don't think the any quarterback outside of Trevor Lawrence is really going to live up to expectations. So I'd rather have an eight and a 33 or a nine and a 24 because there are so many holes on this team. I'm I'm using that to get so. I would be comfortable with a Jimmy Garoppolo, Teddy Bridgewater, whoever may be as the bridge quarterback and just building this roster until it's time to pull the trigger on a quarterback I feel like can be the face. Have you heard the latest buzz is that Mac Jones is now thought of as one of the best quarterbacks in this draft. They've got him going going ahead of Trey Lance. And one of the latest mock drafts I just saw had Mac Jones going six to the Philadelphia Eagles, slapping the face to Jalen Hurts. Hey, remember when you were – Backup when you right. when you were starter at Alabama, then became the backup. Now we're going to take the guy who was behind you at Alabama. That, that's why I don't buy into all. Look, I remember when Jake Locker had this rise before the draft. I remember when Blake Bortles uh, had this rise before the draft, and and someone literally said it just like you said it. Hey, you know, have you heard anything about this Blake Bortles kids? They seem to really like him. It, it unless it's like a Trevor Lawrence type where you knew from day one, when Trevor Lawrence stepped on the campus, they were like, hey, whenever he's <laughs> eligible, he's going to be the number one overall pick. Right. When Andrew Luck, after his first year as a starter, it was like, this is the best prospect since John Elway. We'll see what happens when he gets drafted. When you start talking about guys, whether it's the BYU, the North Dakota, Trey Lance uh, quarterback, and you have to convince yourself that they may be the guy, more times than not, they don't turn out to be that guy. It, it just doesn't if you could Outside of Trevor Lawrence, if you could have a shot at any of them with the Texans next year, who would it be? I don't, like, I literally, I'm not avoiding the answer. I'm telling you, 
if you put them all in the same yeah, group. I put them all in the same group, and I cross my fingers and, and hope that one of them lives up to all the hype. But I just think Trevor Lawrence is the only one that's really going to live up to the hype. And, and you, it's not that I say he's the only one. Between Lance, um, the Zach, the quarterback from Zach BYU, Wilson. Zach Wilson. Justin Fields. Justin Fields, thank you. And let's go ahead and throw Mac Jones in there. I think one of them might, you know, might step up the way Josh Allen stepped up. But even Josh Allen, he had a talent physically, 6'6", 240, can run. I mean, he, he, he there's a talent that's there. With all the other guys, I feel like they're forcing these intangibles on you. I, get the, I mean, song parody sets itself up. If, he, if Mac Jones comes to Houston. Who's the Mac? No. Who? Mac Jones. Oh, duh. Oh, my God. Shame on the, me. The for possibilities are endless. Yes. Uh, Peter King, his piece he's got up this morning, uh, he's 10 takeaways from around the league, and he says the Deshaun Watson situation is where it was. Where it goes from here is still anyone's guess. At the very least now, we know there's been communication between Watson and the new regime. The quarterback got on a Zoom call with new coach David Culley last week. Culley got to share his vision, and Watson has affirmed that his does not include a future with the team. And in doing so, Watson implicitly confirmed his issue isn't with Cully, or for that matter, Nick Casario, which would, of course, make it tough for either of those guys to fix the problem. So we're still in a place where Watson's not of a mind to make amends or where the Texans are not of a mind to trade him. One of those two things has to change for there to be movement here, obviously. And in that way, this has become a battle of wills. Nick Casario and David Cully's will to keep the light on for a Watson reconciliation and Watson's will to get the hell out of Dodge. I, I've said this time and time again. David Cully sounds like I wasn't privy to that call. He made the same mistake as Steven Silas when Silas was talking to James Hardy. James Hardy. James Harden. <laughs> and now uh, Dave Cully made the same mistake with Deshaun Watson. As he was trying to convince him to stay and be happy as a Texan, at the end of the call, Three words when two brothers are talking to each other. <laughs> Three words, and it, it you solidify your position, and you get what you want. David Culley should have just said, come on, brother. That's it. Then give him that look. Like, come on, brother. But here's like, the difference. Steve Silas didn't do it, maybe because he has that S-curl thing going on with his hair, so he doesn't feel like he, he's a 100 percenter. Come and on. maybe Dave Culley, you know, he doesn't feel it, but... If 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 I got in front of if if I could get in front of Deshaun Watson and I give him that you know tilt your neck and look at him and just say come on brother but I like, think they're very right, different I'll give you one more year I think Stephen Silas we eventually saw him go you know he kind of we kind of start to see it in the media settings where he was like I don't know where James is I haven't talked to him like he finally he got to a point where it was like the hell with him he don't want to be here we're moving on David Cully I feel like is like can I tell you about the McNairs a little bit more how great they are <laughs> like that guy like. I feel like they're all in the same boat. Him, Casario, Easterby, they're all just guys who don't who who are in over their heads, put it that way. Knowing that the issue is not Dave Cully or Nick Casario, should the organization have set that Zoom call up with Cal McNair? Yeah, but Deshaun didn't want to talk to Cal. So well, what you should have done was said it was put, Cully. Yeah, push Hi, Cully. Deshaun. Sorry to hijack this. <laughs> you put, I want to talk to you. You, you push Cully out of the screen, and then you sit down. So, yeah, it, it's it's not getting any better. I'm still going to be confident that when Deshaun Watson starts to see all the other players report, and, you know, he's a competitor. He's a winner. When he starts to see the action on the field – He's gonna. It's not even about the money. He's gonna say, "Okay, I, I got to get out there and compete." You think? 
We'll see. I, I I wonder how committed he is to saying, I have made my decision. I am never putting on a Texans uniform again. For the sake of the NFL, because you don't want to set certain precedents, what do you want to see happen? Who do you want to see blink first? If the, it's, play, the player or the organization? If we even have to ask that, then I want the Texans to maximize their best return they can prior to the draft. If we You're, even have to ask... Who's going to blink first? Is he going to show up to training camp? Because what happens is, if he does, if his hand is forced and he does show up, I've got a guy who's not committed to my team, who's the face of my franchise, who's bitter and unhappy. Okay, answer this on the other side. If you're Roger Goodell, how do you want to see this play out when you start talking about precedent? Cha-ching! Quick timeout, In the Trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. Back to In the Trenches. Welcome back. <laughs> oh, man. See, now, wasn't it worth the wait? It was Get Back in the Trenches on Sports Talk 790. Welcome in, welcome back. One more segment to go here in the trenches. If you typically listen to In the Trenches and you're like, hold on. It's only 11.30. How do you have one more segment? Because at 11.50, we have some Houston Astros baseball. So we are getting knocked off 10 minutes early, but definitely worth it. They started their spring first spring training game was yesterday. Second one is today. And uh, it'll be fun to see who. I haven't seen who's in the starting lineup today. We got to see a little bit of Altuve yesterday. But the TV, the, there was no TV broadcast of the game yesterday. So yeah, I had to watch the highlights when the Astros sent them afterward. But the only place to catch today's game right here on Sports Talk 790. So it's not on television. Nope. Now let me chime in right quick. And Chris, because I had to listen to the game yesterday and there was no television, just like you said, hey, listen. You got job. an old school radio at your house? Uh, no, I actually listened through the iHeart uh, radio app. And and you have to be in the Houston area, but we are streaming the games on iHeart this year. It was great, though. I will say that it was by far clear, concise. I got everything that I needed to be able to ask my questions when it was time to get on the Zoom call. So I loved it. I'm not going to even lie to you. So so they just didn't have cameras or they wouldn't air it on television? It's it's a combination. I mean, they're just a TV network has to go pick it up. AT&T Sportsnet just announced yesterday they're going to carry no, a I'm handful saying, of games on the back end. Was of the somebody schedule. watching it on television? No. In the whole world. No, there's okay, no, so there's no TV broadcast, right? No, I said, was there no cameras or it just wasn't? And you said it's a combination. I'm like, no, either you have cameras or you don't have it's cameras. It's a combination of if if somebody's broadcasting it, then there are cameras. Like, a TV network has to broadcast right, the game. Right, but there are times where they're not showing it in the local market. Oh, you mean like blacked out? Yeah. yeah. So I didn't know, because I saw Brian McTaggart wasn't happy that it wasn't on television. Right. So I thought that, that it was being blacked well, out for some part reason. of it, I think, and we haven't heard from AT&T Sportsnet, but I think they kind of drugged their feet on trying to decide how what games they were going to broadcast. Well, it's a preseason game. Right. So, But they, they, they're they the home of the team. So, so put it this way, like the Yankees network, I think, is carrying almost every one of their spring training games on TV. Are they supposed to be good this year? Yeah. Yeah. They'll be okay. All right, so I asked the question, and A.B. Copeland at Antoine C09, he, he literally stole my answer. So I threw out the question, Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, who does he want to see blink first in regards to this Deshaun Watson, Houston Texans stare down? And at A.B. Copeland, he tweets out at Indy Kalu, at Chris Gordy, 
I think Roger Goodell wants Watson to blink. I don't think they want the NBA style to come to the NFL. Not that I agree with it, but I'm 100% with you. I think Roger Goodell, and he probably even picked up the phone and said, hey, y'all stand firm, y'all stand strong, because <laughs> he doesn't want a situation where – can you imagine if Deshaun Watson's traded, if Russell Wilson is traded, and Carson Wentz, who said he wasn't happy, even though they fired the coach he wasn't happy with, he's already forced his trade. He's the one to actually get it done. But that was not more on the team, though. The team didn't like him. The team wanted to move on from Carson Wentz. Well, from what I'm hearing from the guys that you know, I still know in the area, the thought was Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson just was they weren't getting along. Jeffrey Lurie really wanted to keep Carson Wentz, so they fired Doug Peterson, and Carson Wentz was like, "No, it's not enough. It's time for me to go," hmm. and he forced his way out of there. So if you have three quarterbacks. And all three of them at one point in their careers were th- thought of as an MVP caliber player. Three quarterbacks forced their way out of their current organizations. That, that That's setting a precedent. But at the end of the day, those teams still had to be willing to make the trades. If I'm Roger Goodell... Well, that's why Goodell's but, like, hey, y'all but <laughs> I, can't be willing to make this trade. I hear that, but at the same at the same time, Goodell's job is just to make sure the league is successful and making money. So... At the end of the day, he's probably looking at and going, guys, I don't give a damn what you do. Just make sure you get good trade good trade value back. Mm-hmm. If you're trading your guy and dump and you want to dump salary, okay. But you better make sure you're doing everything in your, you know, in your realm of possibility to make yourselves competitive. What I don't want is teams tanking and sucking for four or five years and becoming a burden. Like the best thing we have in the NFL is parity, where a team can finish last in its division one year and the next year win it. Like that's right. what's so great about the NFL. If I'm Roger Goodell, like Dude, just don't put yourself in a hole where I'm going to have to start finding a new ownership group in five years because you tanked your organization and you ran out of money. I will say this. We keep talking about you don't want to set certain precedents, and I get that. But here's the thing. You have to be a car. Excuse me. You have to be a Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson caliber player to even be in this position. Right. So it's not even if. Deshaun Watson gets his wish and he's traded away. I don't think it's going to set in motion where every offseason a hot up and coming quarterback is going to be demanding a trade. Like, I don't think Justin Herbert is going to want to be traded next year or Joe Burrow is going to want to be traded in two years because they're not happy with the organization. Yeah, I would hope not. I mean, look, I think the owners are afraid of that a little bit, right? I mean, but again, at the end of the day, if you're going to trade that guy, then you're going to get a massive haul in return. You have to think. I mean, if, if and that's what the, the Texans should be considering. If we do decide to move on from Deshaun, it's got to be a haul. It's got to be a monster haul in return. And, you know, right now, if I'm getting calls and offers from teams that are saying, and eh, not willing to give you that much, then okay, then I'll, I'll just sit here and wait. 713-212-5790. I was just going to ask you something real quickly, Andy. You said that you were only going to give, uh, earlier this year, you said you only give the, the general manager a year or two to turn his franchise around, right? Not that I'm, yes. But my point is, if he's this great general manager, it blows my mind that people are already building in excuses. Well, well, he doesn't have a first or second round pick. Well, the cap is, well, that's why he's getting paid $6 million to figure out a way to get this done considering the circumstances the team's in. You said that with, did you mean that with Deshaun or without Deshaun? It doesn't matter. So it doesn't matter. So the reason why I'm asking is because if they get rid of Deshaun, they're going right back into rebuild mode. And how long will they be in rebuild mode before they finally get back to getting a star quarterback like what they have now? Good question. So if they get rid of Deshaun, they better have at minimum three first round picks, right? 
three first round picks, some second round picks, and some veterans coming back. So then my thought is, you know, maybe it's two to three years, but I want to see what you're seeing in Miami. And Miami, they, they still haven't really answered the question of the quarterback position, but Miami's a fun, good team that's winning games that went from one of the worst organizations two years ago to being 10 and 6 and, you know, on the verge of doing something special if they add one or two more pieces. So, yeah, that. I still stand by that with or without Deshaun Watson. Well, that's why I say that, and that's why I, I could see from a player standpoint from the Houston Texans why they would want to bring in. And this is nothing against the new head coach, Cully. I, I don't know him. I've only seen him in, in the interviews. But this is why I say and, and think that Brian Flores is a – a young coach, young-minded coach, a coach that's of today, and he, you know, blends well with the players. And I'm not saying that that the head coach for the Houston Texans can't do that. But what I'm saying is, what what I'm asking is, wouldn't that have been a better spot for like a Robert Sala or a Eric Bieniemy, someone it's who? The Texans. Yes. Oh, absolutely. So, and that's what I'm saying. So, when you you're going to be in a general, I mean, a head coach search in a couple of years. So. Well, you you need somebody. Brian Flores is different because I Josh think that McCown. he's a player. Oh. <laughs> you can turn your mic off. Now I will say this: if <laughs> no, I'm a that's, general manager, that's who they're grooming, right? Okay, look, I'm all about point of views and different perspectives, and you know, looking at it from this guy's point of view. If I'm a general manager and I'm taking over a team that has Deshaun, doesn't have the picks because y'all put so much value on that, doesn't have the cap space. The thought of, you obviously want Deshaun first. That, that's your priority. But the thought of, okay, we just can't get him. But in return, I'm getting three first-round picks, a second-round pick, and a bridge quarterback. Then I'm rubbing my palms together like, okay, let me show these people what I can really do now. Right. And I hope that's, that's, why I that's going to be the That's why I think the Miami trade is the most sexy because it would include multiple first and Tua, who I think maybe in good. year two can take that next step and can be a great quarterback. In the league. He's not going to be Deshaun Watson. Right. But five years from now, could he be? Maybe. Sexy. Westside Joe. What's going on, Westside Joe? What's up, fellas? Uh, I have a question for you, man. Uh, quick question. Mm -hmm. If I'm if I'm the Texans, I'm holding on to him, and I'm going to tell you why. And I want to ask you, you know, here's the, here's the question. And has there be, ever been a franchise that invested in a quarterback with two ACL tears anytime? And gave him that amount of money and say, we believe in you. So here's a boat more load of money. Two? I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think. I, I don't think so. It, exactly. That's still waiting for a contract. Russell got a contract, but he wasn't the highest paid. So, hey, man, I'm still holding on to that contract if I'm on the Texas. I'm, I'm holding that. I'm playing hardball, man. But y'all have a good one. That's the only question I have that. Got you. No, I think you hold on because he's one of the best quarterbacks. But if he absolutely – if you feel like – and I don't know if time time is the only way to tell. If you feel like, okay, he is not going to step on the field this year, if he does something to prove that to you between now and before the draft, then you, you just have to blink. Gary, what's up, Gary? Hey, guys. Great show. I appreciate you. Thank you. Hey, on uh, Deshaun, uh, I'm old school. I'm an old fella and been around Houston all my life and everything. And uh, the – at first, I was shocked. I said, no, they can't do this. they got to do whatever they can to keep keep him around because he is really solid all around, uh, emotionally balanced and everything. But now I'm really upset about it because he just signed last year a five-year contract. That is his word that he's going to stay with this team for five years. And the, it, 
that he wants out because somebody said something that hurt his feelings? Are you kidding? He's a professional football player. Get over it. Don't let don't let your emotions get in your way there. But, and but if they're going to let on, him go on. and all of that, hold, they hold need on. to make all contracts one year contracts all across the board. But two years on doesn't make any sense anymore. Gary, are you saying the same thing? Like Chris sat up here and said that the Texans were going to cut J.J. Watt because he was going to be a cap casualty with his $17 million. Are you saying the same thing about the team cutting a player like J.J. Watt or any player that's still under contract? They gave him his word. Well, sure, sure. If they're going to cut him, uh, you know, it's their team. They own the team. The players are employees. They have to, in your job, my job, football, all jobs. We have our bosses, and we have to follow the team rules. Right, but if you were some, because you smart, you sound like a sharp guy, and you think things through. If you saw something at your workplace, and you're like, "Man, I, you, th- th- this," uh, see, I don't want to say anything that's going to imply that this is the case. But let's just say you were working for someone, and you're like, "Man, this is just a bad individual." Don't you feel like you should have the right to move on? All right, Gary, call me back tomorrow because we are cutting it short today so we can listen to some I, baseball. I think that's what people have the big, a bigger problem with, though, is you know what got so bad from last September or October or August when he signed the contract to now? And the answer is, have you read the Easterby pieces? Right. You know, but I think that's where people have a hard time understanding why'd you sign this contract just less than. You know, eight months ago, and now suddenly it's, God, I don't ever want to step foot in that building again. All right. Well, we'll never know that answer until he opens his mouth. That will do it for us today. God willing, same time, same place tomorrow in the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.